0: Welcome to Big 20, a roundtable discussion where GMs from all walks of life discuss gaming and field questions from viewers. Hosts this week are... Hi, I'm Chad with Fear the Boot. I am Chris, sometimes with Fear hmm. the Boot.
1: <laughs> I guess technically on paper, I guess I'm still with Fear the Boot, hmm. but uh, right now I'm uh, currently the uh, the GM or marshal for The Adventures of Young and Holt, an actual play podcast set in Deadlands. And I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of the World
2: Walkers universe. Um, Do World Walkers, World Walkers Cog, World Walkers, the other ones, World Walkers too many? So you can find us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This week we are talking about bouncing back from a bad session. Let's start with Chad.
3: So I think the there's really only one piece of advice. Now we're 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 going to give a lot of pieces of advice here in stories. I'm glad I got to (laughs) get (laughs) going. Yeah. (laughs) but there is really only one piece of advice for bouncing back from a bad session. And that's just run the next game. I mean, there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do. Uh, I mean, if you're running a game and it just falls completely flat, you're just not into it or something happened or you're not feeling it, or you think it works and it works all in your head and on your notes. But when it comes to execution, it just completely fails. I mean, there's There's like little things you can do. We're probably going to be talking about like retcon and talking to your players and finding out, you know, this, that, but those are just tiny little things that honestly just aren't going to move the needle very much. The best thing you can do is suck it up and run the next game. That's if your players don't revolt and kick you out and (laughs) set you on fire and stuff. But that actually makes me think of something that Pedro had said Big 20 episodes before, and, and actually, Pedro, I've been thinking about this a lot. You, you said something that really actually kind of impacted me in a way that, that I really <laughs> like. Uh, you said that, you know, if you run a bad, it wasn't necessarily about bad games, but it's like, if you are ever down on yourself or think that you're not a good GM or whatever, remember, your players are showing up because they want to be in your game. Yeah. That's why they're there. And always remember that. So if you run a bad game, remember what Pedro said. Your players showed up because they want to be there. And if they show up the next time you run, you know, that's life. Just do better. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they're clearly not They're clearly not judging you negatively at that point if they've decided to all show up again to the following session. That's, that's right. not true. Mm-hmm. I think it also helps to pinpoint why, bear with me on this,
2: like, why do you think it's a bad session? Is it player feedback or is it disappointment with the way you thought things were going to go? Cuz I think we could probably go down on different viewpoints based on why. Like if your players are telling you, like if you're having an intervention, like if they're bringing your mom in on it and stuff <laughs> and like that might require a different piece of advice but like going forward. But if it's like if you're sitting there and everyone's left and you're like I fucked this up. That's a that's a different piece of advice than Uh like I'm really sad that you know I mean like yeah yeah. it it always uh, depends on where you're getting the idea that you had a bad game. Uh Like how did that get stuck in your head?
3: Yeah, and like I think what I do a lot is I, I I have an image in my mind of how the game's going to go, and being a role playing game, it never goes like that. I mean, you're, you're dealing with real people and real, real life people who make decisions and throw everything to the wind. That's why it's a role playing game and not a book. That's the beauty of it. And, but in my mind, I'm always thinking, it's like, well, I had this planned out like this, or I had this <laughs> image of my mind going like this, and it didn't go that way. And when I start thinking of that, I start thinking, it's like, oh, I forgot to add this NPC. I forgot to have this dialogue. I forgot to ha- do this. I told them this and I was wrong and it should have been this other thing. And I start kicking myself in the butt over the mistakes I made. And I think a lot of people do that. And what, what helps me is that the understanding of your players don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You are Oz and you are the magic man and you are presenting this, this world and this story. And they don't know When you've made a mistake necessarily, unless it's especially egregious or really, really obvious. But, you know, the the subtle, you know, you get a name wrong, you get a line of dialogue wrong. And, you know, those kinds of mistakes, you kind of got to, it's the happy little accident thing. You kind of got to make those work and kind of keep those going.
1: Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that realizing, you know, the acknowledging the fact that they don 't know necessarily when a mistake was made is you know that 's an important thing to consider and and to remember and also knowing too that anything that you did forget or you did miss, odds are you can probably bring it back in a later session uh, either with a second attempt or maybe reworking it slightly and if there is something that you forgot or if you wanted to hit certain marks in a scene you're probably going to get the chance to do that again later to, you know, correct your own self-assessed error. Um, I, you know, I think, I think that your initial piece of advice, Chad is, is spot on. I mean, just like with anything else, you fall off the bike, You best thing you can do is get back up on that bike and start riding it again and not take too much time to assess, you know, what went wrong and, and how, how painful it was when you fell and all of that. But, you know, if, I do I do think there's nothing wrong with if it was really a bad session and however you want to determine what bad was. Um, if you feel you want to take a break and that following session, do something else, board game, card games, whatever, just to clear the palette and then come back at it, the following thing. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but you definitely don't want to get too far away. I mean, again, if it's not too egregious, you don't want to get too far away from the initial bad session because otherwise those kinds of things will just begin to fester in your mind and the problems that you feel exist or felt exist will just continue to compound and be a bunch of self-created problems after that and make it eventually down the road worse than it is. Once you start doing, get right back into it, you know, whatever that bad session was is going to be forgotten within a couple of uh, sessions
3: afterwards. And I think that that's a really important thing to keep in mind is Unless we're talking about like one shots or con games, it, it, let's assume we're just talking about a long running campaign. Let's say like my group, we play once a week. We play, we play every week and we have campaigns, our, the short end for our campaigns is six months. The long end is a year to two years. And uh, let me tell you, with that volume of gaming, you will have bad sessions. But, but like Pedro said, depends on how you define it. I, I like to say that you have more lo- down tempo sessions. You know, maybe a, not a lot got done. Uh, not a lot of the plot got explored. Um, you could say, well, it was good. We didn't do those things. We did a lot of role play. You know, our characters developed. But maybe there was the role play was kind of forced and tepid, and it was just a down tempo game. Those will not be remembered. You know, you're you're going to remember the exciting start of a campaign. And you're gonna remember the dramatic conclusion, and then your players and you are going to remember the interesting bits that happen in between and the 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 stretches the good stretches are not really going to be remembered because that's just the the gaming background the the background noise of of your gaming career, and the bad parts are also part of that bad gaming background noise, but the the, the high points, the, the extreme high points, and maybe some extreme low points are going to get, are, are the stuff that's going to get remembered. And really you, you can't focus on it in, in such a way that you get yourself down, but you can't ignore it either. Mm-hmm. Like
2: Oh, go ahead. Oh, I said, yeah, I think that's really important is that like and it's true for almost it's true for any creative endeavor, right? Like you gotta be kind to yourself. Like mm-hmm. if you find that you made a mistake, if you found find that um something didn't go right, how almost any form of it, whatever it takes, I think like one of the first steps is just being kind to yourself and not just beating yourself up and up yeah. and up. Because like as storytellers you are probably any of us that are here anyone any of you listening you're probably prone to living inside your head that's where you're always working on your stories huh. it's where you're constantly going over things like you got to I, I really think it's important that we all have to be a little kind to ourselves in our head and i think that like whatever i this is my life advice this is like the most important thing i think i can tell anyone uh like I usually try to sit down and pe not angrily, but peacefully ask myself, okay, so now what? Uh-huh. Until I can ask myself that question, I can't move on. Cause I can I can sit and I can dwell on it and think about it. And, oh motherfucker, you can't believe you did this. <laughs> Who or like, why didn't they do like those things you'll, you'll you there's no answer. So you're just grinding a stone that will never whittle yeah. away. And if you just learn to just peacefully ask yourself, all right, so now what Mm -hmm. that gets me through almost any of my life problems. And if I can throw one more thing out there before I forget, um, I think one of the most important things you can make sure you don't do, if you've got this, this grind, if you've got this thing that's itching at you, right? I think one of the most important things you can do, which again, applies to a lot of things in life, right? Don't gossip about it. Try not to tell that one player Who's really cool? You know, who that? Who's been your friend for a long time, or that that yeah. one player that also likes to come? Like everyone's going to do it to a degree. It's really hard to avoid stuff like that because we're all usually friends at the table too. But the more you can restrict that behavior, the healthier and the faster you'll process stuff. Because if you tell someone, "I can't believe this," and then you start that conversation, every week is going to turn into man what 's up with that shit again, and then right. it 's just going to generate and breed this unhealthy vibe
1: Pedro, yeah. when, you, when you say that though, are you talking are, are, are you referring to like saying, Oh, you know as the gm oh my gosh I, I totally screwed this up, you guys because I went to I meant to do this but i did this instead and it you know i'm really sorry for the way it came out i mean is that the kind of, it's like a confessional sort of thing is that what you're talking about
2: honestly i'm not good to speak on that cuz i don't know that i I've, I've done that once and it was recently cuz we are just chit-chatting about the it wasn't a confessional as much as it was um discussing we had this conversation between a couple of groups and me about how if you're trying to teach someone something if you're trying to put real life events into a game do you find more success putting them alongside that story or making them the victims of that story so i've talked in that context but i cannot think of a time that i have like maybe once I don't usually have that problem of confessing that I screwed up the story. Cause I very much believe that we're not novelists. We're not writing a story, putting it in a book and then being forced to retcon it in interviews. Like, Oh, well, I guess if you're asking me that question, I didn't have an answer for bleh. like, <laughs> we're not in that situation. So I don't usually, I have a very much. So now what attitude, even if I messed up, like people like, because like I live in that podcast world, right? I don't know if you all have to go through this, but like people now they want to know, like, well, you said it was five days away from here Mm -hmm. to here. And, but I noticed that the kid, like (laughs) I, (laughs) I have those kinds of situations now. So I try to be, reasonable about that and i'll admit i'm like yeah i screwed that up but i don't usually feel the need to confess or explain that i really screwed something up because i'm still writing that book so now what Uh yeah i'm a little easier on myself for that
3: yeah
2: and it's talking more like you you do something at the game and then this player causes a problem or this story like breaks in half and like it's very easy after the game for a player or for you to hit each other up and be like, so what'd you think about the game? I know. Right. <laughs> I think that yeah. can end up being a lot more toxic for, uh, for us than we might immediately admit. Cause you want to talk about the game and the players get to,
1: yeah. right?
2: Why can't we, Cause we well, be careful if you've got an ax to grind. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, yeah. it, that that's the thing too, is that, that as a game master, I, I like to cook. I love to cook. And I, I have been cooking for quite a while to the point where I really love cooking for other people, not just my family. I-, I love having people over and making food and making it for them. And I cook for my gaming group too.
2: Are we gonna have a spinoff podcast called Fear the Soup?
3: Uh we absolutely <laughs> could. I can give you my Mexican fusion jambalaya recipe, which is I mean. <laughs> amazing. Uh But so I I like to cook and when I cook, I cook for other people, I give them the food and I ask, what do you think of it? Do you like it? What do you like about it? That sort of thing. Because I'm cooking for them, because I'm giving them food and because that's actually not really a common occurrence nowadays, no one ever tells me my food is bad. No one ever tells me my food is not very good or it could have used, it's good, but it could have used a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I know that, and I mm-hmm. really wish I could get somebody to give me like some real, honest opinions about my food. Who isn't my wife? My wife will mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> tell me what she thinks, which is great. But the same thing goes for gaming.
2: That's secretly why we're all here, though, isn't it? Because then of <laughs> us are in each other's groups, and we're like, man. So what's what's up? But like, peer to peer is wildly important, no matter what, yeah. right? Like, because yeah i have that same yeah everyone's like so hey i do that anything anything that people like you know i'll do that with my mic i'll be like hey so how do i sound and the other people in the park is like sound good man mm, <laughs> that's not what i'm looking for right right yeah, So I what you guys what's think, wrong i need to know
3: like yeah so what do you guys yeah. think of the game oh it's yeah. great it was wonderful we had a good time yeah no that's okay that is what i asked that's not what i asked
2: and you can't ask them what's wrong, <laughs> right. what, Wrong, what they didn't like, because they, they find this in movie when you do the, you do focus testing for movies. So if you ever heard this, like mm-hmm. they'll say, so did you like the movie? Yes. What did you like about it? Boom. What did you not like about it? People feel the need to figure something out they didn't like about it, even if they didn't have any problems with it. Yeah. And then you get false feedback, and then it changes movies. It's like a real problem in the industry. Right? Yeah. So t- thought- yeah, focus groups will change a movie that didn't need to be changed.
1: I found that in that type of, ass, uh, you know, assessment questioning that asking about specific things that I had questions about and, and not necessarily in the way of like, what didn't you like about it? Yeah. But what did you think of this particular scene in the game when this incident happened? You know, what was your reaction as a player? What was your reaction? You know, obviously I saw your reaction in character, but mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and feel free to talk about that. And picking on certain scenes, either that I wanted to have be executed properly Or it felt like I was weak on or even felt like I was strong on, you know, because I want to be able to try and get a balance of things I feel I may have done right and things I feel I may have done not as right. Um, that, that helps to alleviate that. Cause yeah, just hearing someone say, oh, it was good. It was, you know, even if they say, oh, it was bad. Um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they don't add anything more on top of that, you know, um, yeah, yeah. and being able to get some of those additional things, or even, you know, there have been times when I've said, you know, yeah, this thing happened. And I felt that it was, I felt that it came across kind of weak because X, and hearing my players tell me back, well, no, 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 actually, that was really cool. It was really cool because it was this, 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 this. And oftentimes, pointing out things that I didn't even consider or mm-hmm. didn't even realize that I was doing that were actually made it a positive experience for them. Uh, that's happened a few times, uh, and so it, it's good to try and dig into certain specifics like that. If you know you're not going to get me, or if you're, or if it's, or if them as people are sometimes loath to, you know, offer constructive criticism that yeah. they may think is negative. Yeah. So cards on the table,
2: what do each of you uh what needs to happen what what are the components of what you might consider a bad session like either in the past or because i think it's sometimes it's easy for us to like overthink ourselves and give like a a If you ask me i might in the moment be like uh oh, well the criteria for, but like <laughs> <laughs> generally in the past what have been symptoms of what you felt were a bad game
3: well so what a bad game is for me is when i start out saying to myself why aren't the players doing what I want (laughs) and it's the player's fault or I have this, I have a going on and the players are all doing B Mm -hmm. and they're having fun doing B, but the game is a, yeah. And it's just like, what is wrong with them? And it's, (laughs) and I have to change myself. Like that's my emotional gut reaction and the, the problem. So, so that's, that's just me up, a, a me problem. The bad game comes in when I am unable to check myself in time mm-hmm. and I push a yeah. real hard and you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mesh with what the players want and it doesn't mesh with what they're doing and what they're interested in. I should, and I can't, cause I, I'm a very improvisational GM. Mm-hmm. I really can change on the fly to make the game about b i mm. that's part, part of my person but they're not doing a and i want yeah, them yeah. to do a and- so in
2: that regard would you then uh possibly concede the idea that the in instances like that a bad game session starts before you
3: sit down oh absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it starts in here yeah but it also starts <laughs> with not talking to the players first i mean mm-hmm. the the worst games like campaigns i've ever ran were the ones where i sat down and i and i asked the player okay what do you want to play okay, okay we're playing D&D. awesome i'll run it everybody make characters and then i start running get it.
2: inside your ships
3: right and it's just like <laughs> well wait a minute what do you guys want to play not mm-hmm. what rule system or setting you guys want a funny game you want a serious game you want a game with romance and action you Want a game with vampires? You want a game with space aliens? You want a... What do you want? What do you want here? And then they need to turn around. And if they don't, you need to do it for yourself. Like you said, this sort of self-love thing. You need to ask yourself, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want to run? Uh, you know, my co-host Dan, I'm here the boot. You know, we we've sat down when we did our Skies of Glass AP, and we all knew that we were playing his game, Skies of Glass, but. You know, he was asking us questions about tone and feel and, you know, the type. Do you guys want to play military stuff? Do you want to play like scavenger type stuff? And, you know, we asked him, what do you want? Like, here's what we want. Here's what we find interesting. But what do you want to run? And he told us, oh, well, I can just run anything. And I looked at him and I said, you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> You we did that asshole. Right? I'm like, you <laughs> we did off. not ask you what if you can run anything. <laughs> Anyone can run anything. Yeah. We asked you a specific question that we demand <laughs> an answer for. And I was very firm with him because I know that he his attitude is, you know, a very service oriented one. I can run anything. I can give you guys what you want. I am a good game master because I give you what you want. And that's great, but you're also a member of the group. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. just the game master. We're all can equals I, here.
2: <laughs> can I uh, reveal I, something I realized about myself really recently I wanted to throw out there reminds me mm-hmm. is that uh, I do that a lot where I'm like, as some of you know, I do not like to play. I only like to GM. I only Uh like to provide like if I was a cook, I wouldn't eat that kind of thing. Right. Uh And so um, I will do like, I think what I realized about myself recently is when I'm asking people what they want to play, there's just as much. um, I just want investment. Like if they say like, I want to play like if they said like we could play Cowboys, Uh I wouldn't be enough for me like that is what yeah. they want to play But what I'm really searching for secretly is investment and so when they ask me what I want to play The problem is that I'm looking for investment, which means I don't have investment yet And I think what I've learned recently is I need to stop asking. What do you want to play? and I need to say like let's sit down and figure out what we're playing next like Mm-hmm. try to co- like collaborate more instead of asking one side to carry the burden for the other side. Like, yeah, I've, le- this, yeah. sorry, that's a little spin off from what we're talking about, but I do that a lot where I'm like, what do you all want to play? And then they don't know. And I'm like, oh, come on guys. I know right. you want to play something, but it's because I don't know what I want to play. If I had a secret story in my pocket, <laughs> I would have probably posited that first.
3: See, and but I like, need, yeah. I need energy, right? When I run a game, and so I I do think that a little bit of a bad session can be put on players, but I don't want to get into player bashing here too much.
2: Right, right. But
3: I need energy when I sit down and I say, okay, what do what do we want to play here? And if like in your example, well, cowboys maybe. Well, I that that does not charge my energy here. Yeah, I yeah. need you. To, I can't
2: giddy up on that.
3: Right. <laughs> it's like I want to play bank robbers in the old west and i want there to be magic and zombies holy shit i'm in right you know i don't know what i'm gonna Dead do with that. Horse.
2: name of the game we're going in
3: <laughs> right i don't know what i'm gonna do with that but now i'm i'm sort of revved up here and the same applies for sessions too when i go into these sessions and it's just like okay guys here's some role play here's an interesting crazy npc Ta-da! and they're like does he have like a quest all right i just leave <laughs> Oh, my God, that is that that's my kryptonite right there is when a player in character is interacting and it's like I have the scene and stuff, and they just look at me and go, "I just walk out of the room." <laughs>
1: that, yes, that drives me like, crazy, too, because I love <laughs> if there's anything that i that I enjoy is I enjoy just complete and utter side tangents to the actual quest that's going on because that to me, that's like, That's the immersion for me as a GM. When I'm playing this, you know, almost like cardboard cutout shopkeeper, but they come in to go and buy their goods, whatever it might be. But then I start sprinkling some personality on this guy and when they then return that to me and actually start engaging this person in a conversation that has nothing to do with what they're doing. And they're just they're having an aside like you might have in the real world when you're mm-hmm. just like either standing in line or you're just making small talk. I love those kinds of things because that is where that for me, that energy comes in. Yeah. And because they're they're giving it to me because I'm now giving it back to them and it's just this this Great yep. circle that goes back and forth and back and forth. And it's and it and it makes it it makes it fun, it makes it real. And you've got that inner smile going on and you're feeling it and you can tell that they're feeling it because they're not leaving, you know? And so you just kind of keep going and going and going with that stuff. And it's, yeah, it just, it really, those kinds of little scenes, they're like nice little slices of life that add that Mm -hmm. extra depth to a game. And yeah, when a player doesn't give that to you, doesn't respond to those things, it does, it just kind of kills it inside. They might not even realize it, but it just kills it inside. Uh, For me to, you know, want to try and keep going because then I'm just going to try it again, which could then, of course, result in a bad session because (laughs) they don't, I keep throwing the stick and they're not picking it up. Mm -hmm.
3: The worst character that someone could make for one of my games, and I think any game, is someone who is really well written. It's a very well written character, backstory, you know, all this sort of stuff has. This distinctive personality voice and is very is played very well in character and their leading personality trait is that they're a nihilist who does not care <laughs> get out of my game because there's <laughs> nothing i can do with that it it's it, there's not a thing if you oh so much of game mastering is not telling a story so much of game mastering is figuring out what the characters care about and what the player cares about and then melding those two things together into a game to get them to care about it. And that, like I said, that's my kryptonite, is when a character in character does not care. And a because it's probably a reflection of the player not caring, which leads to a down-tempo game, which leads to dissatisfaction, which leads to me blaming myself or worse blaming a player. And then every, at the end of the game, there's no great explosion. There's no great inconsistencies in the plot. There's no great, you know, TPK or drama or argument. It is, well, okay. Uh, And that's game. What did you guys all think? It was good. Yeah. All right. See I, you next time.
2: In my camp, I give out campaign guides uh, mm-hmm. for each uh, game we play. And in it, one of the character creation rules is like, Uh, you have to create a reason why your character is not with the group, but in the story Mm -hmm. because anyone can be with the group. That's my brother. Um, (laughs) So I do that, but I'm curious because gaming with gauge says uh, he wanted Chris to chime in on this. He's had a question too, but he also wanted to know uh, he wanted Chris to chime in. He says, since the air example is literally what he runs, I think he's referring to the, what is your bad session look like (laughs) or what has
3: it. Oh, it it? is young and Holt? Yeah. I didn't even
1: think about (laughs) that. Um yeah, I had the gosh, you know, I had my answer for that. I think a lot of for me, it a bad session for me almost uh it does start a little bit beforehand when I have specific scenes in mind uh going into a game. And Mm -hmm. and there there's and, and when I say specific scenes, it's something that the plot may pivot on. And so I want this scene to be executed uh in a good way. And if, and this kind of relates into what we were talking about, if I either stumble on the execution or if the players don't respond in a way that fits my envisioning of how this scene should have gone, or at least in my head should have gone, um, then, yeah, that's when things start become becoming a bit of a... Or they, they have the potential to fall flat for me mm-hmm. at that point. And I need to either start to try and recover on the fly or, like I was talking about earlier, try and look to see where I can take what failed and use it down the road. Yeah. And so it, that has happened a few times um, where it just... Uh, I, I remember specifically, and this was many, many years ago, I had set up this whole big dinner party scene and I had all of these plot elements that were going to be dropped and everything with all of the the players. And as they were to mingle and have all these NPC reactions and it, nothing happened. They, I mean, I presented, I presented NPCs in such a way that all of them looked like they would be interesting people to talk to. <laughs> and none of the players took the bait that the that lake was empty no fish were biting it just it it fell flat and i mean in the, the entire session kind of collapsed yeah. and we got we reached the point um maybe about an hour and a half into the session and that included all the uh you know the general bs that goes on before the game <laughs> actually starts and all of a sudden i was at the end of my notes and i had like nothing to go after that and i just kind of like said well um <laughs> now what you know i asked you like you oh, now what yeah, and, yeah. I could, yeah. and i couldn't think of anything at that time i just i literally just drew a blank because my entire session was this arrow through the scene. window
2: is always the answer yeah, yeah true yeah, yeah. oh god snipers
1: like ra- random assassin <laughs> comes in um <laughs> but <team>. the
2: question <laughs> the, <laughs> the question that gaming with Gage asked is a question for the host what are some actionable steps you take on the next session after having a bad
3: session blame the players It's their fault. (laughs) Fuck those guys. You're awesome. That's right. (laughs) Unless I'm one of the players, then it's everybody else's fault.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think for me, I try to. um, I really try to sit down and figure out. Like I think until I, I need to figure out. It sounds funny, maybe to some, but like I try to figure out. There's, there's no concrete reason that a game is bad or good. It's all. I mean, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's all emotional. Yeah. So, what am I emotional about? Maybe some people aren't comfortable with that language. I suppose, mm-hmm. but like, I don't care. I'm Fucking who I am, I cry all the time. Um, <laughs> I'd give you a hug. <laughs> emotionally, why was I not happy? And then mm-hmm. I try to like, I don't want to dwell on it. I try to like fix it, like it's somebody else's problem. Like, put it down and figure out. So why, why, why am I so upset about it? So the real quick example I'd give is. Um, I have a group of players in one of the podcasts. They don't want to be heroes. Literally, that's the pitch. Is that they are um a startup group that are pitching the uh, the mobile app, a mobile apothecary. Um and so <laughs> their hook is that I run the game straight and they ex- they do not explore any of the heroic storylines. They have powerful mm. artifacts that they use to like promote, market um and so I put a caravan of people who needed their help and I thought they would go there because it'd be a great marketing opportunity. I had a thousand reasons why they would go there. But when I prep, I try to write out what's the opening scene? What are the potential scenes? And then I try to write what's the scene when they don't do shit that I want them to. And I forgot to write the third one. I didn't Mm. write the third one. And so they're like, if there's a group of people that need help, they're going to be clingy. And they're going to drag us into adventure. We're not going that way.
1: Yeah. I, 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 think, I think a lot of...
2: <laughs> so I had to figure out like why... And I was real upset. Not real upset, but I was upset about it. I was like, that was a bad session. What did? And so I had to figure out what did I do wrong? I didn't write my, my flip mode, as I call it. And then I also didn't... So now I need to figure out now what? And I'm like, well, that'll be a cool story for them to find out what happened to that group. I don't want to guilt them. Like, what's the positive uh, repercussion, not that I'm going to make them fucking cry. There's going to be dead babies. And like, I don't want to do that, (laughs) but I want to like, so how do I meaningfully move that story forward and what would have made them follow that hook? Yeah. That's how I try to get through it. I try to figure out why am I upset? And then try to get excited about where I can take the story. What are the opportunities that emerged?
3: My advice would be on how, you know, how to fix a, a bad session is if it's one session, ignore it move on get back on the bike the problems come in not with the single session the problems come in with the ongoing issues uh the stuff that's going on up here you have to you have to identify the problem and then you have to start finding the truth behind the problem you know i have had a string of boring sessions (laughs) you know it's like they were into it at the beginning and it's a solid idea and they have solid characters i know where we're going I have the ending, I have all this, we're, we're, we're on schedule, so to speak. But everything is kind of dull. You know, it, It's hard to get them to care. Uh, you know, what is the problem here? And you really have to find the truth of it. And I don't mean, oh, well, you know, it, it's this thing. It's, it's got to be this thing, and that's the thing I'm going to fix, and that's the truth of it. No, it's like, it's their problem. They don't care enough. Why don't they care? maybe I can make them care. Oh, time out. That's not the truth. You know, it, it might be, but it probably isn't. What's really going on? Are you not presenting them with things they care about? What is it they want? Verse, what are you delivering? Are you delivering what you perceive they want and your perceptions are wrong? Mm-hmm. Did they lie to you. And I don't mean maliciously. I mean did they say, well, we want root and tootin' and cowboy gunslingers when in really reality they, they want just wanted like, guns. They just want guns <laughs> and say, well, Sorry. nobody else has guns, so now we're going to be powerful. It's like, well, I'm delivering a Stagecoach robbery western, when in reality they wanted a sort of power fantasy thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, power fantasy is not really my thing, but it is. You can tell valid, good stories out of that. You could. I mean, that's what the hero's journey is all about. But you're not presenting a hero's journey. You're you're presenting a scrappy outlaw story. So when I say you have to find the truth of it, I mean you need to get out your shovel, your magnifying glass, and your flashlight, and have a real good think about why there is an on issue. It's probably you. Because I know my ongoing issues are me. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to stop because my first reaction is to say, it's not me. It's not my game. I'm doing great. There's an opposite side of the coin to that too, because there's, there's multiple kinds of people in the world. I game with some people. I have some people in my life who I love very much, and they will do the same thing as I do. They will say, there's a problem. What is the problem? It's me, not me, Chad, but them. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm a horrible GM. I'm screwing this all up. And it's like, time out. That's not the truth. You know, you can't beating yourself up about it is not healthy. Also, it's not going to fix the problem. You, mm-hmm. you have to dig and find the problem, the real problem.
1: And I think, I think too, I think along with that, because I don't, I don't really disagree with anything that you said there. I think, with that i think sometimes it can be and again this goes to knowledge of your group uh and your relationship with the group is to have part of that discussion with them you know and 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 admitting it saying look i think things are falling flat because I'm not doing this. And and then if they come at you with, no, 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 you're fine. You say, yeah, okay, but this, this, this has been happening and you said you wanted this, but this is, and this is kind of what you got, but it's, you're not reacting in ways in which I would think that you should be reacting to getting what you want or what you said you wanted. So what is it really that that we need to try and accomplish here? Are you getting what you want? And if not, what do I need to give you so you actually have what you want? Do you even know what you want? Do you really know what you want
0: out of this? Dusty Van City is asking, uh, taking it away from fixing it after the fact, is there something maybe during the session that you can maybe buffer or maybe even save a bad session? I I think that
2: the thing that I do with, uh, I try to doing any game anyway, and so I think it always helps. People remember the end more than almost any other part. So I try to end each of my games with either a hook or some kind of cliffhanger. It doesn't have to be dramatic, but something that makes them go like, oh, like something that makes them want to come back. Because if they have fun in those last couple of minutes or if they're excited about the next game, whatever you messed up, depending on the level of destruction, probably won't matter so much because they're excited. They had a great ending and... Yeah. You've got a week probably to fix it in your head. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but whether you had a problem or not, I'm very big fan of trying to leave them wanting more versus like that's why sometimes I'll end a game session early because it's the right time to stop rather than we got we, we said we'd play for four hours or three hours. We gotta play the full three. If I've got a great ending at two forty five I will call it there. I've even cut it sometimes off at like, cause I run three hour games yeah. and I miss four hours, six hour games. I just, it doesn't work anymore. Um, I'll call it at like 2.30 if I have to, if the ending's that good. Cause I think a great ending wraps things up which is why we're ending the stream right now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm
1: joking. <laughs> <laughs> and scene.
2: Yeah, but that's, that's my thing. It, it, I do it anyway but it also helps cover a lot of that off because if everyone leaves happy and excited...
3: I've, I've seen some of the greatest character moments and cliffhangers ruined because the Game Master... Feels they still have some more story to tell. I mean, it, it happened in our Skies of Glass game uh, really early on, like in the first game with, with one of my characters. I'm I thinking
2: you're saying Ira Glass. And I'm so confused. I'm sorry. I don't right. know what Skies of Glass is.
3: It, it's a homebrew it's, game, by okay. my friend, but, <laughs> in Our Ira Glass game. And I'm like, No, Glass is in it. Haven't you been? It's on it's, NPR. It's great. Yes, <laughs> all
2: things are considered in that game. Like, right. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. Go on.
3: But no, I, I had a, I had a really deep, interesting character moment and the game master even stopped and looked at me and goes, wow, that was really cool. We really should stop it here, but I got a little bit more.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm, But
2: me.
3: And and it's like, we went on for another 20, 30 minutes Mm. and it's like. Well, I mean it's his game. Uh, well. <laughs> and you know
1: what? We did that. we had the exact same thing happen in um when we were recording one night for Young and Holt. And we got to a certain point and it was this great spot to really end the game session and all of that. But then we still we we had like two hours left uh within our, you know, slotted time. And so we kept going and because of the way the recording versus the releasing of episodes worked we actually had a discussion about it after the fact and it you know we all we all began to just start talking about the fact that you know it really was better just to leave off right there and hmm. then let's pick up on the episode wise let's pick up you know at this particular point down the road which as the episode was released, that's exactly what we did. There was a good hour's least worth of content that we'll never see the light of day of what actually happened in that session because we realized it was a better ending there, just like you said and so but mm-hmm. we decided to cut it off there. and uh, you know and, and we were right, you know after the fact. Um, and thankfully the session as a whole wasn't um, we didn't regard it as a bad session. But we kind of regarded it as, eh, we probably misstepped maybe a little bit here, and but we were able to pick things right back up, you know the the subsequent session, and everything was just fine,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. to kind of get it I think we tangented it a little bit, which is fine, um, yeah. but you know, I think the original question is what are what are things you can do to preempt a bad a bad session yeah. um, and I think that the the work that you do is not necessarily about the work 30 minutes before everyone shows up or the day before everyone shows up. The work is done before the game, the campaign starts. It is really about finding out what the players want and it, it, what they really want because you have to get them interested. You have to get them excited. And if you don't know what their characters are, it's like, okay, I'm playing a fighter named Larry. My parents were killed. I'm with the town guard. I don't know what you care about. And I can't put anything into the game. And I'm not talking about somebody writing plot hooks. You know, they write two paragraphs of backstory and they have these ABCD plot hooks that they get angry if I don't put it in the game. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, does your character care about justice? Does your character really want to help people? Does your character not give a crap about anybody else, but he's really loyal to his friends and his family. And you know, it, it's fundamental, it, just fundamental ideas like that, that need to be discussed before the campaign even starts. What do you guys want the campaign to be about thematically? Do you want it to be a comedy? Do you want it to be interesting? And because if you don't know what the players care about, you can't, I mean, you can present them with things they care about, but it's going to be random. You're just going to kind of throw things out there until they, the fish nibble. And it's like, it's like you said, Chris, you know, there's a big old lake. You're throwing your bait out there. Sometimes the fish are biting, sometimes they're not. But just think <laughs> if the fish were able to swim up to your boat and say, hey, can you use this kind of bait instead? Because I would totally bite onto that. I'm like, yes, sir, I can use that kind of bait. Thanks for telling me (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Now we're both happy. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, because yeah, exactly because you're still fishing, which is exactly what you want to be doing. That's why you're out in the lake. It doesn't really Mm -hmm. necessarily matter what kind of bait you're using. You just like to fish. And as long as they're biting, then you're having a good time. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: What an excellent analogy. Way to go, Chad. We did (laughs)
3: did good on that. (laughs) Yeah. We're amazing. Fear the
1: hook.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The fishing spinoff next to fear the cook.
3: (laughs) Fear the cook. Yeah, that's right. Well, so you do fear the fear the hook. Then it leads to fear the
2: cook. cook. It's yes, that's
3: right. Exactly,
2: the old bait and switch.
3: I will. (laughs) I will. I will, I, I will also give the advice too. Back on the cooking thing, is the best way to recover a bad session is to feed your players. I like to cook. I like to cook for my players. I like to make dinner for my players. I'm not just talking like a little bit of hors d'oeuvres and stuff. I'll make meatloaf. I'll make beef stew. I'll make jambalaya. I'll make a roast chicken. I'll make, I'll make dinner for my, my friends and my gaming group all the time. And let me tell you, I've ran some pretty Bad, just not very good sessions that were actually considered pretty good after I set a steaming plate of delicious food in front of them. <laughs> it's somehow that really perks people up and really changes their memory of of how the day went. <laughs> like young one,
2: too. Fear the Buddha's right. Solve this issue the Italian way with food.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <sighs> So birthday boy young one uh, hmm. very early in the chat uh, said that he ran a game for 12 friends and the next game only three people showed up Ooh. Uh, because, and then, th- then they made another game on a different night without um, him, without him. Um, so well, that's not a
3: gaming problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> that's a different kind of problem. It's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could say it is kind of a gaming problem. 16 people is a lot I mean, if somebody came to me and said, "Okay, we've got 16 people and they all won a game," I'm like, "Wow, that sounds like three good-sized groups, not yeah.
2: one." <laughs> yeah,
3: um, but yeah, it's hard not
2: to take it personally if everyone shows up but they're not at your table. I mean, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean just, you just made it so I didn't show up. You asked, <laughs> but yeah, I would say that there's 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 things with attrition that are, you know what I mean, like yeah. it'll work out. It's a there's probably you know it could very well be that they didn't like the game. Maybe they didn't like each other, a whole bunch of stuff. But it's the kind of problem that whatever was the problem, it probably worked itself out. Like,
1: it, yeah, he, yeah.
2: Four players that want to, it's like that. It's like we were saying earlier, it's just like whoever shows at the table, see, that's who you want.
3: I was just thinking <laughs> about that because I'm like, <laughs> after talking and then kind of chewing the problem over in my mind, I'm like, this actually isn't a problem. This is yes. a success story.
2: You <laughs> when had six, people don't show up at your table, you it's had probably 16, a good thing. <laughs> you had
3: sixteen people coming, and they all showed up. And then for the second game, they didn't show up. Yeah, that's good because sixteen people is too much. And you had three <laughs> people who did. You know what that? You know what that is? With you, that's four people. That's, that's the semis a of a dating group. Show. Yeah, yeah, that's called a gaming group. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you're
2: These, almost out of roses. You're you're doing great,
3: right? It's just like <laughs> three. I've game for three. I mean, personally, I would want maybe like one or two more. In I'm my experience, there's twelve
2: people at your table. You're probably the really loud group at in your local gaming yeah. store. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anyone that has 12 players at their house. <laughs> right. So I, I think it's nothing but good news eventually. I the,
1: only, the, only time, the only time I've run a thing with 12 people is when I've run my Battletech events at Fear the Con. And, and even though everybody always tells me afterwards that they had a great time, I can tell during the event that... Some people are just some people are there and they they're part of those 3 people because they are loving every single second of that thing. Other people are there because they want to be able to scream and shout at the beginning of every round of combat because that's just a fun thing that happens during those sessions. But during the game, a lot of them, there's so many side conversations that going on. I could tell that there's people here. They're just filling their slot because there was nothing left open. And this game offered a chance for 12 people to play. So there was always room for somebody. But yeah. nobody would ever want to do that week in, week out. It just would never be a thing because, yeah. So, like Chad said, that actually, that problem solved itself.
3: Yeah. I I ran a game at a con, at Fear the Con one time, for 16 people. And it wasn't a map sort of combat game like Battletech, where, you know, you're in teams and whatnot. No, it was, we set up two real long tables, and I divided them in two teams, and they sat across from each other, and it was good. And I cooked for them, too. (laughs) I had eight.
2: Yeah, I had eight for a while Mm -hmm. in one that was ongoing but they were also split into two groups. So I just jump back and forth a lot. Yeah. It, it's not-
1: inter- it's interesting with large groups like that cuz my son's group we put pl- when we were playing around the table, we started with 6 and two of their friends were just hanging out. Um they were not they were not playing in 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 the in the game, but as the weeks or, or as the sessions went on, they were picking up on the story, they were seeing the fun that everybody else was having, mm-hmm. and then, so they wanted to join in. So when we stopped around the table. We had eight players, then plus me, the GM, and that, you know, that, that that's a chore. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. the, you've got to do, you, you have to game in almost a completely different way at that point. It is try, like a whole different skill set. To try yeah. And, yeah, to try and, and, and maintain their, their attention. And now, you know, everybody's gone to the four wins, but now just recently we started to get back together and we're doing this online and we're back down to six which is almost like doing it with 8 or 9 around a table because you're already going slow when you do online anyway and then when you have that many people it can really be difficult and we're now planning <laughs> what our next game is going to be because we just ran a one shot which actually was more like a four shot by the time it was all done Man. but um you know i, I when we started to try and figure out what type of game we wanted, I had to say, look, okay, one of the things we've got, with this many people, we've got to take a real close and careful look at the type of thing that we're going to do because that size is not going to change. So we really need to take that into consideration. But thankfully, at least in that group, everybody's very patient and doesn't mind waiting, you know, essentially for their turn.
3: Yeah, yeah. My gaming gaming group is, with me, is six people. And that you know one game master five players is kind of like that's my sweet spot that's anything else you got to start getting in like really big custom tables you're having trouble finding a physical space for them uh and uh but i like five people five you know five four to five players is good i have gone you know over i I've had this group for years, and it's expanded and contracted. The least it's been is three of us, and the most it's been is probably six. So,
2: so at seven players, you'd be prone to a bad session, bringing us right back to the topic. Oh, Boom! Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah
2: that's, uh, How do you prevent smooth. bad sessions? Get rid of one player.
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever <Out>. your group <laughs>
2: size is, that's
3: right. Who's the biggest, tallest person here? out you're taking up too much physical room everyone's looking you're up done. at
2: you and you're like all right that's fair yeah
3: that's right. but wait a minute it's my house yeah like
0: leave the gumbo chad
2: <laughs> the rules are the
0: rules <laughs> yep yep all right we're about to wrap this up any final thoughts before uh, we put a bow on this one hmm.
3: I think we said everything that needed to be said in the best way possible because we're really good at what we do.
0: That's right. <laughs> and if anybody has
1: a problem with that, it's them and not us because, <laughs> oh like, like, we, like we said, it we're is. the ones who are doing this
3: correctly. It is. I mean, they're not on Big 20. Exactly. What do they know? That's
1: right. It was a rigorous, rigorous process
3: right. to be on here. So yeah, It was. I there mean, was when like, yeah, Eric put seat. that rubber glove on, I was like, well, you know, anything for the art
1: that's right so <laughs> it's, it's 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 all about the game do it, it right, for the Do what
0: it takes that's yep. right <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys um go ahead and uh tell everybody uh where they can find you
3: uh, I am Chad. You can find me at com. You can also find me at MorningSky, that's S-K-Y-E dot and that's about it. Uh,
1: you can find me, uh, I primarily hang out at the Hussman on Twitter, all one word, and you can also find podcasts at youngandholt.com and our upcoming Deadlands Noir at gunforhireap.com.
2: And I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. You can find World Walkers, World Walkers Cog, uh, or World Walkers The Other Ones, anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also check us out at patreon.com slash Walkers, where we do extra content, bonus episodes,
1: early stuff, all that. Oh, yeah. And sorry, gun with two ends. Thank you, Gage, for asking. <laughs>
0: all right um well thank you chris chad pedro for hosting this week um and also thank you to birthday boy young one uh for Happy a great birthday. question yeah Happy and uh, ground and gaming with gauge as always coming in strong and uh keeps talking about savage worlds uh dusty <laughs> yeah. van city awesome uh coming in with the with the follow-up question um and then our our subscriber relative Depot came in at the end we kind of wanted him to come in with a like a last minute question but i think we just kind of ran out of time so all right well thank you everybody and we'll see you next week take care later later